everybody. Welcome back to Locked On Golden Knights, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. It is Tuesday, November 26, 2019. We are two days away from Thanksgiving. You smell the turkey now. You can smell the smell the cranberry sauce. You can smell the the mac and cheese, the yams, the, the freaking pies, whatever you're serving yourself during American Thanksgiving. And you know what? Canadians, you're allowed to celebrate two Thanksgivings in, in one year if you want. I, I, I don't have a problem with that. I mean, for, to me, if you're a Canadian and you've already celebrated Canadian Thanksgiving, you're probably going to be bored as hell, right? So why not just go all full regalia and just buy yourself another turkey and do what it is that you do and just have yourself a good Thursday? Because there's only one hockey game in the entire lexicon on Thursday And I'm pretty sure that the majority of you do not want to watch the riveting matchup of the Montreal Canadiens and the New Jersey Devils. I could be very much wrong. The the province of Montreal could very much uh, stay in tune to that game all day long if they'd like. And you know what? I don't think any of us would bat an eye whatsoever. Welcome back, everybody. It's It's been a long time. It's only been about, what, Almost 12 hours since we last spoke about what happened last night, but uh, tis a brand new day, uh, same result, same uh, different day, but alas, it is a new day. It's also very cold outside. It, we're finally starting to get the, the effects of winter uh, in, this, uh, in this year, so thank God for that. Uh, but welcome back. I am your host, Danny Webster, Vegas correspondent for NHL.com and site manager for SB Nation's Nights on Ice. If this is the first time you have stumbled upon this podcast, I welcome you. We are a daily podcast talking about the Vegas Golden Knights here on the Lockdown Podcast Network. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or anywhere else that you do get your podcasts. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter at LockdownVGK. You can follow me on Twitter at DannyWebster21, and you can send an email to LockdownGoldenKnights at gmail.com. So today's going to be a little bit of a different episode. Um... Obviously, we can sort of touch on the Golden Knights losing to the Dallas Stars last night, 4-2. to two. Again, D- Vegas ran into a buzzsaw of a really good team. They'll be probably in first place in the Central Division by the time uh, Thanksgiving is over. Um, th- they're just a really good team. Dallas is a, is a buzzsaw with Ben and Sagan, and uh, Heinz is a, a really a budding star on that team. And then the defensemen, obviously, Haskinen and Klingberg are great. And the goaltending duo of Kadobin and Bishop are ridiculous right now. They're carrying them throughout this stint. So you, you knew what you were kind of getting uh, out, of, out of that. A 4-2 uh, loss for the Golden Knights. They are now 11-11-4 on the season with two, month, with two games remaining in the month of November. And the next game will be on Wednesday against the Nashville Predators. Now... I wanted to take some time today to kind of, since yesterday was the game against the Stars, I wanted to kind of discuss how I grew to watch the game of hockey and how it all started. And ironically enough, it was probably under the most controversial situations um, that I've ever experienced in my life. And And who would have thought... You know, this kid that watches football nonstop for the first couple of years of understanding sports watches hockey for the first time 
and sees a controversial ending that is still talked about, what, over 20 years later? So we'll we'll do story time. Story time with Danny, because what else are we going to talk about right now with the way that the Golden Knights are playing? Obviously, at 11-11-4, taking on the Predators on Wednesday, uh, probably another game in which they will lose. So I'm not really putting all my cards on the table when it comes to the Golden Knights. I'm definitely going to... Uh, to not bid anything else that this game will be in the same result unless the Golden Knights decide to wake up and say, hey, we can win on the road again. This is totally fine. Um, but you know what? We'll wait and see. Uh, we'll obviously talk about that game tomorrow night. Um, maybe we'll discuss, maybe we'll do what we did last night and just have to do the live play-by-play, which was kind of kind of impromptu, but kind of funny all at the same time. So maybe, maybe we'll do that again. Um, but I wanted to just touch on how I came to watch hockey and I'll get, I'll get to that starting in the second segment, but obviously, you know, it's not a good time for the Golden Knights right now. It's not, it's not fun hockey. It's not the hockey that I think everybody expected them to win this year. I think everybody expected to see a team that was going to run away with the Pacific Division and by at least by now and at least show that they have the capability of contending for a Stanley Cup. And right now it just doesn't look that way. And it hasn't looked that way for the last month now. I don't know exactly what more can we say until they start winning or if the the losing gets to be even worse. Um, again, the 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 December slate is not as kind as the uh, as the November slate was because after the game on Arizona on Friday, they have to go for the New York, New Jersey, New York trip, and then the Rangers and Blackhawks at home before going back on the road for a back-to-back against St. Louis and Dallas. And that is obviously not an ideal situation that the Golden Knights want to be in. I mean, you could probably look at the Rangers and the Devils and be like, okay, maybe they'll win. The Rangers are doing okay, the Devils are meh, and the Islanders are still one of the better teams in the league right now. So, I mean, with all that said, you know, the, the, the December slate is not as kind as the November one. And who knows what's going to happen when we look at the end of this month and say, well, what in the world else can Vegas do to kind of climb out of this hole? I mean, tough division games against Vancouver, they face Vancouver twice in, in the week, they can then get the road game against San Jose. And I believe that's their last game against San Jose now that I think about it. Holy crap, I keep forgetting that they only get San Jose four times this year. And it's over on December 22nd. It'll be Vegas and San Jose for the final time this season on December 22nd. That's still so stupid. Um, But, you know, you look at I mean, you got Vancouver twice in the middle of that. You got Minnesota. Minnesota's a grinding team. They're not literally the worst team right now anymore. They're... They're grinding away wins. They're grinding away points. Obviously, it's not good enough, but given Vegas's history against Minnesota, it's not really ideal. It's not ideal. And then you got a back-to-back against Anaheim and Arizona, and then you're back at home on New Year's Eve against Arizona or against Anaheim. I mean, that's that's not great. That that's absolutely not great. And you have to wonder what can Vegas do in the month of December to kind of right the ship and get things going. And honestly, I don't know the answer to that. I mean, unless they start playing Marc-Andre Fleury every single game again, because Malcolm Subban is 
gone from doing very well to doing meh. I mean, last night he let in a couple goals that he really shouldn't have let in. So, I don't know. I, I mean, I think I'm at a loss for words at this point as to what the Golden Knights can or cannot do to right the ship. And right now, they're just not looking good. And they've got a big game on Wednesday against the Predators. And after the Predators took them to the woodshed, or I believe it was, what was it, last month? It feels like that was so long ago. Yeah, the Nashville game was back on October 15th. So after Nashville took them to the woodshed over a month ago, you got to expect Vegas to be up for that game. But, man, I, I, I don't know. I honestly do not know what more you can do if you're the Golden Knights except try and play better and hope you win a couple games to string some momentum and, and try and string some momentum against some teams that are actually playing well. Not the Calgary's, not the Toronto's. You got to beat these teams, especially on the road. These Dallas's, these Nashville's, you know, these eventually these Vancouver's, these, whoever you can beat. Just got to make something happen. You've got to make something happen. And right now, I just, I don't know. I I guess we'll have to wait and see and find out what goes on. So I figured, in light of yesterday's game against the Stars. I figured I would take you all on a little story time with Danny. Uh, Because not everybody goes into watching hockey without watching one game or one moment that sticks out to them among the rest. Uh, there's There's no real decision one day to just get up and say, you know what, I'm going to watch hockey. Sometimes it's just by accident. Sometimes it's just by saying, you know what, I'm going to watch one game, and we'll see how it goes. But it's not just somebody just got something that's like, you know what, I feel like watching hockey today, even though I've never watched hockey in my life. I'm just going to watch it. I'm going to see what happens. I don't think it works like that. I don't think it works like that for any sport. I think it just, you're flipping through the channels, you know, one day, and you just come across it, and you're just like, huh, that looks interesting. And that that was more so me. Uh, I will kind of date a lot of you here, actually. Um, The date was June 19th, 1999. I was seven years old at the time. Yes, I am am a youngin. For those of you listening, I am... I, I don't feel young most of the time, but but I but I am a youngin, and I hope I don't make you any of you feel completely old and whatnot. Um, but it was June nineteenth, nineteen ninety nine, and it was the start of summer vacation for us, um, and we didn't really get like the the three month vacation that we get now in Clark County. We get the uh, back then it was like two months. Um, so school had just gotten out like a couple weeks later. And I, and as a kid, when I was seven years old, obviously I, I was enamored with sports. The only sport I actually knew at the time though, was it was really football. And I grew up a Dallas Cowboys fan. And part of it was just because I, I, I don't know why. I don't know why I became a Cowboys fan for, for all weird reasons. I, I don't know why. And I, the funny thing is, I'm not a Cowboys fan that just hopped on the bandwagon in like 2005. No, I was I was watching the Cowboys. My first real memories of the Cowboys were them going five and eleven three years in a row under Dave Campo, and then the next year, finally after they fired Campo, was when Bill Parcells came in. And I was, God, I was 11, I think, when Parcells took over. So, um, 
I don't know why. I don't know why I became a Cowboys fan. But I knew at some point I was going to venture out into other sports when I, you know, got older and I realized what in the world was going on. But I had a TV in my room. I had basic cable. Um, I, actually, I don't even think it was basic cable. I think it was like maybe like 20 channels maybe. <laughs> Back then, it was actually cable was like 20 bucks or something like that. So it made it uh, relatively cheap uh, for, my, for my mom to pay. So that was cool. But I remember it was... I think I was getting ready for bed and I was laying down and I turned the channel to, God, I, I want to say, I think Fox had the rights. I can't remember off the top of my head, but I think Fox had the rights to the NHL at the time. So I was just flipping through the channels and I landed on Fox. And the first thing I saw was a bunch of grown men skating on the ice um, with really, I was like, oh, okay, this is pretty cool. And it was June 19th, 1999, in a game between the Buffalo Sabres and the Dallas Stars. And it just so happened that this was game six of the Stanley Cup final in Buffalo that went three overtimes. Now, when I turned the game on, the game, I believe, was late in the third period. And it was obviously tied one-to-one. And I was like, okay, nothing else is on right now. I guess I'm going to watch this. And I had not watched one lick of hockey before. I did not watch one game of hockey. I didn't even know what hockey was. All I know is that there were guys with sticks trying to hit a puck in the back of the net. And I was like, okay, this looks fun. I mean, you get through what, the first overtime, you're like, okay, this is fun. Apparently, whoever scores first wins the game. And I had no idea until the second overtime that they were that the stars were playing for the Stanley Cup. And I was like, oh, what's the Stanley Cup? And I remember they they uh panned a shot of the cup that was behind one of the boards, and I was like, Oh, that's a big trophy. I re- I remember saying to myself, um, and then I just, I was just watching this game, and it was so enamored with, you know, the goaltending, and I had no idea who in the world was goaltending. I did no idea at the time who in the world this guy named Ed Belfour was. I certainly didn't know who in the world this guy named Dominic Hoshik was, but I just watched them, and I was just like in awe of what these guys were doing. It was unbelievable watching those two battle it out. And the minute I found out that the stars were playing for the Stanley cup, I was like, Oh, so basically in my seven year old head, I was like, Oh, this guy can't let up a goal. Otherwise they're going to play another game. I presume, which would have been true. They would have gone to a game seven had Dallas lost. So we got to the third overtime and I think of the third overtime. I want to say was, it was about 10 30, maybe somewhere around there. It was getting late. Like for me, it, I should not even be up that late. Um, but at that moment I was like, okay, whoever wins this game, I'm going to become a fan of them. And I never put two and two together when it came to the stars. Be like, oh, they're also from Dallas. I could root for them automatically. But I was like, you know, whoever wins this game, I'm going to root for them. I'm going to, they're going to be my team going forward. And all I remember from watching it live and again, not having any lick of hockey knowledge before 
All I remember was there's a mad scramble in front of the net. The puck goes off some player's skate, and Dallas celebrates, and they win the Stanley Cup. And, you know, later on, I'm thinking, oh, cool. Uh, Brad Hole is the greatest player of all time because he just won the, the damn Stanley Cup. I was like, okay, cool. I'm a Stars fan now. Let's do this. Let, let's do this thing. Um, obviously later on, you know, Brett Hull would be a hero, but of course my favorite player of all time later on would become Mike Medano. So there's really, there's really no, uh, Brett Hull definitely has a place in my heart and it's crazy to see him still drunk months later after the blues won the Stanley cup. But nevertheless, uh, <laughs> was, uh, there was a time where I thought Brett Hull was the greatest player of all time. And then he went to Detroit a couple of years ago, a couple of years later. And uh, when the when the Red Wings won, I think what was it back to back cups in the early two thousands. That was when I was like, "Well, you traitor!" Because I because as you know, a couple of years went on, I realized, man, the Red Wings are so good. I don't like them, but I stayed a Stars fan, and it and it was great. And you know, I got to watch some of the best players in league history on this Dallas Stars team. I mean. Madonna was obviously my favorite player of all time. Like, <clears throat> I, I, don't, I know that there are a lot of people that are like, oh, Gretzky, Lemieux. No, no. My favorite player of all time was Mike Madonna. Just because he was so good. He was so sound on both ends of the ice. He was such a dynamic playmaker. I loved watching him play. Whenever they had talent around Madonna on that line, it was so ridiculously good. But, I mean, you, you look out, you look at who else was on this team. I mean, Sergei Zubov just went to the freaking Hall of Fame. <laughs> like, okay. Um, Joe Neuendijk was one of my favorite players in the NHL video game, uh, particularly NHL 05, because if you had a sniper on NHL 05, you could score from literally anywhere on the ice. And Joe Neuendijk had these ridiculous stats on that game where I would just sit back and on. I'm like, what the hell? <laughs> but anyway, Neuendijk in real life. Really, really freaking good. Uh, Jamie Langenbrenner, uh, another one of my unsung favorites. Uh, Daryl Sador, one of my favorites. I, I mean, this this team was ridiculous. And obviously, Ed Belfour. Um, I didn't realize, you know, until I got much older, just how ridiculously good Belfour was. And the fact that he had 53 saves in Game 6 of the Stanley Cup Final. Like, insane. Insane. And, and honestly, as a Stars fan, I was blessed with good goaltending. And primarily with Belfour and Marty Turco. Um, I can reserve judgment for Kari Letton in another day, but you know what? It, um, I, for the most part, for my time as a fan, I really enjoyed having uh, goaltending in Dallas. And that is, it's crazy to think that my first game watching hockey, first time I ever watched hockey, happened to be the final game of the 1999 Stanley Cup, and it just so happened to be one of the more controversial moments in NHL history. Because if obviously if they had instant replay and the, if the rules were you know as they are, that doesn't count. Hull kicks it in and they play on. Buffalo probably wins. And I think the series would have gone back to Dallas, I think. I think they did a 2-3-2 th- at the time. So actually, let me, let me check real quick. But um, obviously, I didn't know at the time that there was going to be that instance where um, 
where if they would have reversed the goal, I I wouldn't have known what would happen. It it almost would have been a situation where I was a, I was also a Miami Hurricanes football fan at the time growing up. And if you remember, I think it was the 0203 National Championship against Ohio State. And I'll never forget it. I was actually at my dad's for the weekend. And we were watching the game. And the final pass from the Ohio State quarterback, which I think was Craig Krenzel, now that I think about it, because uh, Maurice Claret was the running back at the time. Um, the, I remember the fourth down pass went incomplete. And before they threw the flag, we turned the TV off. I'm like, all right, time to go to bed because I had to get up and go bowling the next day because I was bowling in a league. Um, and then I woke up the next morning and my dad was like, so Ohio state won. I'm like, what? And I was so heartbroken just because of that stupid boneheaded call. And if they would have done that, I would have been the same way. I've been like, okay, they won. I would have turned the TV off. would have woken up the next day and said Buffalo would have won in like five overtimes or something like that. So yeah, it would have been a, it was two, two, one, one, one. So game seven would have gone back to Dallas. Um, after that marathon of a game. It had Buffalo gotten the reversed call and they would have uh, come back and won game six, would have gone back to Dallas for game seven. Who the hell knows what would happen? All I know is I probably would have watched that game uh, and probably cheered my cheered my little heart out for the Dallas Stars if I could. But um, no, but my first memory of hockey is watching the Dallas Stars win the Stanley Cup. And from then on, I was like, OK. I'm going to be a Stars fan. And I didn't think at that point that they could do any wrong, which is when, which is why when they got to the Stanley Cup final the next year, I'm like, this is the greatest thing ever. This is the perfect time to be a fan. Like I am literally cheering for the team that is in the Stanley Cup in back-to-back years. And then they lost to the New Jersey Devils. And I, and I couldn't bear to do it. I, I, I could not bring myself to be excited about hockey anymore and man it, it would be a long time before the before the stars would get back to the uh to the conference final which is another instance of uh you know summer vacation type of stuff when i watched game six against san jose uh in the 08 conference semis and that game went four overtimes if for those of you who remember that was the most ridiculous game i remember staying up for that game too it was just Good God, game game six against uh, San Jose was the most ridiculous game I think I've ever seen. And then they played Detroit in the conference final. Everything comes full circle. I hate the Red Wings at the time. They're playing the Red Wings in the conference in the conference final, and they lose the first three. And not only do they lose the first three, they get their asses kicked in the first three. I think it was God, it was like four one in game one, like two one in game two. And then 5-1 in game three, I'm like, well, they're going to get swept. And then Dallas is like, nah, we'll make it interesting. We'll win the next two, only to get our asses kicked in game six at home. So life and time of a Stars fan. Um, obviously, uh, it's hard to follow the Stars nowadays because I'm already, I'm covering another team. Um, but I, I like watching them from time to time. Obviously, I was ecstatic. Um what was it in 2016 when they were the top seed in the Western conference. And I thought that they were actually going to run roughshod through the entire West and get back to the cup final. Um, alas, they did not uh, because the St. Louis blues uh, Molly them in game seven. And I was so mad. Um, and then obviously last year watching Dallas play St. Louis again, it, it, it was so good to see them, get back in the playoffs under Jim Montgomery. And they, they were so close. I, I was 
not really as a fan, but I was rooting for them to make a run just because I, you, you have those moments. I think us as reporters, we do have those moments of nostalgia where we're like, you know what? I used to watch this team. I'd love to see them get back and would love to see them get back to the cup final at some point. And right now this run that the, that the stars are on, it, it's got you thinking in a crowded Western conference, this Dallas stars team might be the best in the West right now. It, it, I don't, obviously I don't think that they're going to keep it going throughout the entire course of 82 games you know, them being on, what is it now, a 12-game point streak. They've won seven in a row. Um, but the, the fact that they've been able to rebound from a 1-7-1 and one start to where they are right now in a crowded Western Conference, they might be the best team right now. And if they can keep this up, the, the fact that the big boys, Sagan and Ben, are not playing, you know, overtly amazing right now, the fact that they're still able to get wins with their goaltending and get wins with their defensive play, I might start getting nostalgia again watching the Stars in the playoffs. I just wish they didn't switch to the victory green color. That's the only thing that I that I wish they never did. I love the old logo. I love the, the black, the green, and the gold. I I love the uh, the the black sweaters later on after the lockout when everybody was required to wear uh, solid colors at home. I love the black sweaters. Um, and obviously, I love the white sweaters with the, with the star in the middle. Those were my favorite sweaters of all time. And of course, you know, the Mooderous is still the greatest thing of all. No, it's not. No, it's not. That was such a terrible sweater. I don't know who in the world thought that was actually great. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, that it's crazy when and, it, and it's kind of crazy when I look back on it, you know, watching the inaugural game the Golden Knights first game. And I just remember when the schedule came out and they said it was against Dallas. And I'm like, are you freaking kidding me? Like the one game that I wish I could have gone to just man. And the fact that the Golden Knights won that night and they made history and it, it was just an unbelievable, uh, unbelievable thing to watch just to come full circle, watch the team that I've been a fan of for almost 20 years against the team that I'm now covering in my hometown. Um, it was surreal to watch that game that night from uh from my tv and uh yeah it it was it was incredible it was incredible that night and it's good to see the stars doing well it really is um you know will will i have a horse in the race when the when the playoffs come no but i can tell you this i am definitely still going to be on board for a dallas vegas western conference final at some point and you bet you better believe i will be at every single game because that i i probably will lose my mind half the time but I still feel there is no better playoff environment in the league than Dallas. And it's be- and because they haven't been in the playoffs that much in the last couple of years um, or the last number of years, people kind of forgot just how electric American Airlines Center can be uh, during playoff time. I and mean, especially when the Mavericks make the playoffs, which, you know, I'm a Mavericks fan um, as well. Um, there's no better time, I think, in Dallas than when the Stars and the Mavs are both in the playoffs at the exact same time. That community is ridiculously ruckus. And hell, the way that the Mavericks are playing right now and the way the Stars are playing, I might just need to take a trip down to Dallas just to watch both of those playoff games. Because there, there's no better atmosphere, I feel, um, outside of T-Mobile Arena. I mean, T-Mobile Arena has gone above and beyond with their playoff atmosphere, but Dallas is on one of those underrated levels where you don't want to go to AAC in a playoff game because that crowd just destroys you. It's ridiculous. Just watching it from home, they destroy you, that crowd noise. So 
good to see the stars doing well. Um, it, it's good to at least have some sort of, uh, not investment, but at least something else that you can watch that you're familiar with and you go, Oh, th- this is what it looks like to see winning hockey in Dallas. Cause you know, I went a period of what, five, six years with them coming close and making the playoffs and they didn't make it. And you know, it, it, it's cool to see them doing well. It is very cool to see them doing well. So that's my story of how I became a hockey fan. And that's my story on the very first hockey game that I ever watched. Grand old times. Hope you enjoyed, uh, hope you enjoyed your milk and cookies with that story. Or if you fell asleep, that's fine too. That's fine. So we're in a little bit of an interesting predicament with the rest of the week. Um, we obviously have the game on Friday against Arizona. Uh, tomorrow, I think we'll break down the Nashville game and we'll kind of preview the Arizona game. Um, we're not going to be doing a pod on Thursday and Friday. Um, just because it's the holiday, I don't think anybody's going to really listen uh, unless you really don't like having your family over. If you have the annoying aunt and uncle who just barrages you with the most stupid of stuff, um, then you can put your headphones in and call it a day. I mean, that's that's fine. Um, but we're not, I'm not going to plan for an episode on Thursday and Friday. That's obviously going to be family day. And uh, with the game on Friday, we might just come back on Monday, next Monday, and uh, revisit that game. And just kind of preview December from there because this is obviously a a very crucial month for the Vegas Golden Knights. Um, they can't like they can't have another month like this. They're three and nine overall. They're like three six and three altogether. But they can't have another instance of another month like this. They've got to finish this month strong, and then they got to go into December, you know, full on full everything I get full throttle, I guess is what I'm saying. Cause they got, they got to get some momentum back. They've got to have a good December and they've got to come back in January before the bye week and play much better hockey than, than what they have. So going to be a little bit of a weird week, but we'll be back on Monday or we'll be back tomorrow. Talk about the Nashville game. And then we'll be back Monday to talk about the Arizona game and get you ready for the East coast road trip with New York, New, or New York, New Jersey, New York, um, and we'll go from there. So thank you guys for listening. I hope you enjoyed story time with Danny. Uh, it's definitely some last two episodes are something that I haven't expected to do, but they've been a lot of fun. Um, but we'll be back on tomorrow to talk about the Nashville game. Probably not in the same format as we did um, on, on Tuesday, but, or on Monday, I should say, but um, you know, we'll, we'll definitely talk about the Nashville game and see where Vegas is at before their final game of the month against Arizona. So thank you guys for joining me. Uh, have a good day. Have a good rest of your, uh, of your work week. Again, we're only a couple days left before Thanksgiving. The food is calling us. The work week is almost done. And it, it's, it's one of my favorite times of the year, just the holidays in general is always my favorite time of the year. So thank you guys. Uh, we'll catch you tomorrow. I am Danny Webster. This is locked on golden Knights, part of locked on podcast network, and we'll see you tomorrow. Have a good one. Mm-hmm.